Hello there, darlings. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. They are old. They are not here. They are the weird aunties that you didn't know you needed or wanted. And now, for a friendly reminder, this show is for adults. That darling DJ duo, Emma Davenport and Lady Attercop, drink cocktails, have potty mouths, and at least one of them was raised by wolves. <laughs> Davenport. And I am Lady Addercock. And I believe in the flat earth theory. <laughs> do you believe in the flat earth theory or do you believe in the disc world theory? Because those believe are two in, separate, separate oh, things. Right, I believe in the disc world. Because yeah. on one, the earth is flat and all the planets revolve around it. And on one, the earth is the Earth is a disc and is carried on the back of four elephants that, that is are being flown on, through space by on, on the back of a giant space turtle. Yes, I would prefer turtle. that one. Yeah, I'd like that one. One of those is rational, and one is just crap. <laughs> one is dumb crap that you can disprove yourself, and if you believe it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have we nothing. can't be friends anymore. I have nothing to say to you. I'm not allowed to watch flat Earth documentaries, just like I'm not allowed to watch ancient aliens. Yes. Yeah, no, that is true. She is banned from those. I am banned from those things. I get so mad because how stupid do you think I am? Anyway. Yes. The the world is a disc and is carried by a a great, a a great turtle. Batwing. A a good turtle. A cosmic turtle, one might even say. He's my buddy. (laughs) Well, you know. But, well, yes, but Discworld. Discworld. That's what I want to talk about. That's what we're talking about. Mostly because I've... I feel like we've doubled up on the Neil Gaiman. Yeah, we did. Well, cause we, we did Sandman earlier, and then and then we did a Good Omens. Yeah, good so Omens. Only, yes. it's only fair to do a, to do a Terry Pratchett, which is my, they're related. Which is also my favorite in yes. the world. When, like not, I, I wouldn't call him my favorite author, but he is definitely up. In, oh, like, we'll see, the top I would, I would upper echelon. I own, I have, I I have all the books. He's. I mean, the only one. I, I am missing one because I keep loaning it to somebody and, and I don't know who it is and it keeps going missing. It's the same one over and over again. It's just, it's, yeah, Feet of Clay has disappeared from not, my collection it's, it's multiple times. Me. I've, ne- I've actually never read Feet of Clay. I've seen the... No. I haven't read that one. No. That's one of the... Um, Golems. Golems. That's yeah. the postal... The, no. pre, it's pre-postal. Oh, it's pre-postal. Yeah. It's, it's the first. It's the first Golem story. Ah, it's why one of the reasons why they bring back golems later. Gotcha. 
but I have no. See, so it's not me. Yeah, no, I don't know but who. Is, I don't know who I keep loaning it to, but it is that particular book that I have loaned it to multiple are you people. Sure you're loaning the book to somebody, or is the book just going wandering? I mean, it might. It's a maybe it's, book. Maybe it it's could, like the know. luggage, and it grows yeah, its it own just, feet it and just wanders. Goes where it wants to. It goes where it's needed. Yes, maybe that could be that could be it. But I have now replaced that book twice. So you're saying whenever I don't know what to buy you for a holiday, I the just buy you a copy of, copy of Feet of Clay, Clay because chances are I'm still missing <laughs> you it. Still, you still need it. Yeah. I do it's think Mr. Ducky has my copy of Unseen Academicals. He might. I, 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 don't, I, don't, but, know. I don't know. But I don't know. The Mr. Ducky's lair. I don't know. I did loan that to him a while ago. It gets weird in there. But I don't remember if he gave it back to me. I'll have to I look. Don't. Last time, last time I repaired the Mr. Ducky, I'm not sure if I gave him two eyes that both worked. Oh, well. That, like, I mean, they worked independently of each other. I'm not sure they worked together. Oh. So it takes him a little while to read Yes, yes. Yeah. Because yeah. so, sometimes he's got one eye is going, well, sometimes the other one he is could, going. He could read two books at the same time. Yeah, well, he hasn't tried that yet. Or two copies. Know, two copies of the same, same book. book. <laughs> yeah, but what if one eye reads faster? And oh, then it just gets confused. Like one uh, eye is bored and one eye is trying to. It's confused. It's like reading past and the present at the yeah, same time. It, it's, that's or never. Past and the future. It, yeah, it never goes well. It's like time travel. Ask Marnie <laughs> McFly how that goes poorly. <laughs> yeah, it does. All right. All right, that's fair. You end fair. up trying to make out with your mom. Things get weird. That's fair. But if you are not familiar with the Discworld books, it is a lovely series that uh, spans. Oh. 25 or 30 books. It's a lot. It's a lot. It, it might even be more than that. Yeah. I'm not sure. But and and there's something for everybody. There's, yeah. There's a there's a Discworld series for you. Well, yeah. Well, it's it's a series in itself mm-hmm. and he, and he and Terry Pratchett wrote it just whatever books he felt like writing at the time. So right. it's not a it's not a congruous no timeline. I mean, you once once you start reading them, you can kind of put them together mm-hmm. as to where they go, and uh, he does. Characters pop back. Yeah, up. he does use some reoccurring characters throughout the whole series, but he, it's not. You could very easily say only read the Watch, right. the City Watch books, or you could only read the Witches books, or right. the only the Death books, the Death series, or, or the Wizards, yeah. or yeah, like yeah, he, yeah, you could definitely. Take your pick. He's got a, like I said, he's got a series and then, for you. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of standalones, too, that kind of interweave throughout them. I think he just would get inspired and write things mm-hmm. when he felt like writing things. So, um, But I do have to say that the witches and the death death stories are, are my favorites. Yes, they are definitely. The witches are uh, definitely yeah, yeah, the favorite. Yeah. Uh, the watch ones, I... Enjoy. I enjoy the city and, watch and the wizard ones. I enjoy, but they, but they do not. They I do think, not fill me with as much. I like love. the city. I like the city watch more than I like the the the, the wizards. The wizards. Oh. But I grew up reading a lot of detective stories. I grew mm. up like reading Col- like me and my grandfather used to trade Columbo books. That is a true fact. Uh, it probably explains a lot about yeah. my taste in television because I like to watch a lot of dumb true crime, yeah. but. <laughs> Also get tips, you know. You you gotta you gotta know the rules so you can break them. Yeah. But I and I think that that's why because it uh it satisfies that gumshoe detective noir kind of itch mm. for me in, mm. in in the in the Terry Pratchett world. Oh, see, I always like I always like the magical supernatural stuff and the uh and also 
grew up in a household of mostly women the witches, and the witches yeah. books. Yeah, no, I like, uh, I like the witches more than the watch, but I, think yeah. I would say that I like them better than the, the wizards. wizards. Yeah. I can see I, I that. I kind of think that Terry Pratchett did too. Oh I mean, yeah, I think he enjoyed the wizards for, but they are definitely the bureaucrats yeah. of his reality, especially the bursar. Yeah. Though I do love the librarian who is a oh, who is an orangutan, orangutan who essentially got got a a spell went awry, and he was turned into a orangutan. He hadn't always been an orangutan. Uh, and then, uh, because the spell went wrong, he then suddenly became an orangutan and realized that the, that this was better. Yeah. Uh, that well, enjoyed being an orangutan yeah. and the librarian. Yeah. And just stayed that way. Yeah. And so then the uh, and everybody just went. Yeah, he's an he's an orangutan now. Okay. Sure, yeah. 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 The only rule of the orang of of the librarian is you do not call him monkey. Well, no. Because he gets very not. mad about he's that. Yeah, he gets very upset about that. Yeah. And might rip your arms off. Kind of like a Wookiee. <laughs> he he reminded me of Chewbacca in a lot of ways. I guess I guess Wookiees are kind of space orangutans. Yeah. yeah. And I do like the fact that uh, in some of the later wizard books, there's the whole junior wizards who uh, open a different part, depart, a department in, within the Unseen Academy or Unseen University that is essentially science, uh, oh, science, science yeah. or computer, yeah. and they create Hex, the which computer. is the computer that <laughs> if you take the teddy bear away, it's like, it's basically a giant, like, Rube, uh, Rube Gold, Goldberg machine yes. that makes, answers questions, and but if you take the teddy bear away, from it, it it stops Hex working. Is kind of, but Hex is kind of the internet because yeah. it has all the answers to everything. You just have to ask, ask the questions yeah. properly. Yeah. And if you remove one one component, yeah. the whole thing falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. And then so. I think there are intelligent mice in it as well. Ants. Or oh, ants. It's ants. It's and ants. ants. There's ants, and then intelligent there's intelligent mice is. Uh, Douglas Adams, yeah, yeah, Douglas Adams. But but if you like <laughs> Douglas Adams, oh yeah, if you like Douglas Adams and you and you want a little bit more of a uh, a fantasy, fantasy rather than sci-fi, yeah, but yeah, very similar in that we were talking about that yeah. earlier. That one of the things I enjoyed about Terry Pratchett is the mundanity of this fantastical world, like. Yeah, there are wizards and witches and, you know, werewolves. But, but it's just commonplace. But that's, you know, that's who they are and they still have to go to work and they still have to, like, you know, pay their rent and deal with bureaucracy and, uh, you know, yeah. like, that kind of everyman uh, just, yeah, I, I, I guess for a lack of a better, it's not urban fantasy because it's not set in a real, no. realistic setting, but it's that, that same kind of attitude of, the fantastical is commonplace, and yeah. this is just how this world like magic operates. realism, except that yeah, it's yeah, except that so. it's a well. And what I like too about it is that uh, Terry Pratchett was is really good, or was really good at oh, yeah. at uh, in as at slipping in real world stuff into oh, it, yeah, and yeah. and clearly having opinions about it, very strong opinions about it, because you could tell. Yeah, you, you could of, tell that it's not it's not subtle. No, no, it, and uh, also uh, oftentimes very tongue in cheek, and and oh, he also yeah. had a, a and very British. Yeah, and that it's kind of dry in the, yeah. the, the humor part and of the humor. Sometimes is a slight dark sense of humor. Very dark. And he also liked to adapt, uh, other like stories and yes. in, in in he, he, he would weave tropes a yeah lot. like like uh, one of my favorites is the 
uh, weird sisters, and that's essentially a retelling of Macbeth. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, when shall we three meet again? When, where's the tea and the biscuits? <laughs> Who, yeah, no, who's bringing that first? Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're a Douglas Adams fan where the, there's kind of a common man, like, instead of, like, this high-flung, high-fantasy attitude yeah. towards sci-fi, Douglas Adams, yeah. it's very similar. It's a common man kind of attitude towards fantasy yeah. with Terry Pratchett. And very and I think we've said this before, but he's a very humane writer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, it's and, definitely one of my one of yeah. my favorites. Uh, there are only, I have, I think there's only two authors in my library that I have an obscene amount of books by the, by that those authors and he is he is one of them and he, in fact i think he I is the that. one that i have the most of yes you've definitely read yes. a lot more terry pratchett yeah than i've we should talk about our first terry pratchett books how we got into okay. it and our favorites but let's play music yes let's we're gonna play some music. some music too i've got an unusual problem one you'll never with my postal service and it's causing me distress my postal carrier is in love with me that's where the problem begins for i never get any of the mail that anybody sends oh my mailman is only taking love letters that's the only thing he brings to me Sister in Kalamazoo, I get plenty of letters with X's and O's, but I'm getting really tired of just poetry and prose. I even started missing the junk mail I would get. And all the magazines full of things that I don't need And unless the front has pieces, he won't send it So love letters are all that I see Yes, my correspondence is getting pretty dull My mailbox never seems to be full And though he sends all my letters for free The IRS So I tell them my mailman is only taking love letters. My mailman is only taking love letters. My mailman is only taking love letters. Says they're the only mail you need. He says they're the only mail you First one of her kind and the last one in her line. She's a creature so rare, you can't be sure she's really there. Hey, hey, hey. she's the impossible girl. 
she feels it all so much And her fire burns so bright You'll have to hide from her like Without a word she broke your heart Just one look and you fell apart She turns your world upside down Even when she's not around Hey, she's the impossible girl Hey, she's the impossible girl
Ackerman's The Hookers with Psycho Killer. Before that, we had Kim Bookbinder with Impossible Girl Number One. And starting off our set was Good Co. with My Mailman. My dear hardworking daddy works his life away for us. That's the way the daddy shows to us his love. Two hard-working hands, they're callous and they're sore. And Daddy's working boots have walked a million miles or more. As long as I remember, I remember Daddy working. Working on the job or either on the farm. Trying to steps for us Daddy's working boots have served as his foundation Though just like him they're tired and worn for years they've helped him stand Daddy's working boots have filled their obligation They've walked that rocky road with a mighty, mighty man Dear Lord above, I know up there My daddy's got a mansion And a great reward that's long been overdue And when it comes, my daddy's time To be with you in heaven won't you let him walk your golden streets in a pair of brand new golden boots? Daddy's working boots have served as his foundation. Though just like him, they're tired and worn for years, they've helped him stand. It's so wrong 
listening to Mad Wasp Radio. That was Adam Ant with Stand and Deliver. Before that, we heard Irma with All Wrong. And starting off our set was Dolly Parton with Daddy's Working Boots. All right, so what was your first Terry Pratchett book? Uh, so, <laughs> my first Terry Pratchett book, kind of, was the Nanny All Cookbook. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's so odd. Okay. I know. And so, because I came across it in the fantasy and sci fi section in Borders, when Borders was still a thing, for those of you who are old enough to remember that particular bookstore. Uh, so, so pre 2000. Yeah, oh, very much in the 90s. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it was yeah. before I graduated college. Yeah. So, yeah. Very late, mid to late 90s, mm-hmm. whatever that was. And it was the British illustrator of the Discworld books. And, um, something Kirby. I yeah, can't remember. Which, which was what caught my yeah. attention was the artwork. And there was a witch. And I'm like, ooh, witch is cookbook. And I started flipping through it. That sparked my interest in the author, Terry Pratchett. So I went to the library. Like you do when you're a nerd. You don't have any money to buy books. And I picked up the earliest ones. Because I'm like i one of those people that I like to read things in order. You know? Hey, let's start with number one and go through. Like, and if there's no particular order, I'm going to find the earliest book I can and read from there. Because I thought, think that's the way things linearly. That's mm-hmm. how things operate, right? Spoilers, it's not how things operate. And I picked up probably the worst Terry Pratchett book for me to start with, which was one of his earlier sci-fi books, The Sun, The Dark Side of the Sun, which is a theoretical mathematic oh, book. Oh, yeah. It's all about, like, quantum mechanics. Yeah, it's, quantum it's about thing. probability. Yeah, probability. It's about, yeah, yeah the, the probability in math, and I did not, I mean, I liked, like, there was a lot of humor in it, but I didn't understand a lot of the plot, because it dealt very heavily with math and probability and I'm like I'm too dumb for this so I put it away I returned it without finishing it because I couldn't understand the concepts that they were talking about and that I felt like there was vital parts of the plot I was missing because I couldn't understand the math in it and uh, didn't pick it up again didn't pick up a Terry Price book again until Good Omens picked that up in Barnes and Noble oh probably <laughs> but just a couple short years later. Yeah, well, and more than likely, probably because you saw Neil Gaiman's name well, on it. Was, I, and, yeah. I, and I mean, I recognized his name. I recognized yeah. the name because I... And so I was like, oh yeah, that's the guy that had written the math book. And it's Neil Gaiman. I like Neil Gaiman. And I started reading it in, in the Barnes & Noble like you, like you did back in the day. Mm-hmm. And really enjoyed it, so I bought it, and it was all downhill from there. Ah. And then, and then I read... Um, Oh, The Color of Magic was the first, like, proper Discworld book that I read. But it was not my first Terry Pratchett book. Ah. I, yeah, like, I picked the worst one. Yeah, you and, did. And if yeah. I had never, if good, if I had never picked up Good Omens, because Neil Gaiman's yeah. name on it, I probably wouldn't have picked up another I'd Terry Pratchett book. I'd probably have thrown them at you at some yeah, point. Yeah, well, when we met, yes. Yeah. But, I'd be like, here, read no, these. I'd be like, no, he's that math guy. No. No. I, didn't, I mean, he was a good writer, but it was there was too much math. And it was like, there's no math in these books, I swear. Like, just and, read it. And, and uh, you know, the certain part aspects of the book were very Neil Gaiman, but the humor in it, I feel, is yeah. very Terry Pratchett. Yeah. And that was what interested me. And then I, yeah, I, I picked up The Color of Magic, which I enjoyed. And then I picked up one of the witch's books, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. This guy. This yeah. is for me. 
What was your first one? My first one was Equal Rights, and I was 14. Oh, that's a I was good 14. Good it had just come out in paperback. And oh, yeah, um, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know it was in, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, at the time, my stepfather was doing some construction on a house that he was staying in. Basically, it was, he was caretaking the house. And while he was caretaking it, he was doing repairs. Mm-hmm. And I would come over, and, my sister and I would come over and spend the day, like, yeah. being entertained like and it and it was a summer house so your your mom was at work you're like here you watch the kids yeah essentially and uh we uh I was thumbing through the books on the shelf in the in like the the library room and came across the uh I came across three of them they had a copy of sorcery a copy of color of magic and of equal rights Mm. which are the I believe the first three Discworld books mm-hmm. and um I the artwork was intriguing and then equal rights I read the back of it and it was like oh it's about a girl that's a wizard and I was very much uh I, was, I had opinions about sci-fi and fantasy at the time I still do, I did. still do uh so I had made my I had made myself a project that only I knew of but my project was to find and read as many sci-fi and fantasy books that had female uh, protagonists mm-hmm. and also generally preferred uh, written by women as well but mm-hmm. but generally uh, I, I went out of my way to read anything I could find that had female protagonists in it and that it intrigued me and it had witches and yeah. and and so uh, I read that one and after I read that I was hooked and I think I I think I read that one that very day I think I sat down and just devoured it and then picked up the other two books and read them and went, oh, wait, it's, there's an order. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Read it and then read, read Sorcery and Color of Magic. And then read that, yeah, read yeah. them in order. And then read Equal Rights again. And then I, uh, I have to admit. And it. then you read The I have, of Avalon. No, I had already read that. <laughs> I had already read At that. 14? At, I read that when it first came out. It was inappropriate. Yeah. I read that one. Well, that's why I have a lot of opinions about I, things. I haven't finished Mists of Babylon, but, dear listeners. I got most I, of the way through the book, and then I hit that mid-section. Yeah, you that's, don't. That, 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 you the, know, the last one for You're us, not missing anything. And I just, and we're slogs, and yeah. I just got stuck, and I didn't finish well, it. Well, the only reason I read it in the first place was because I had read all of the other uh Arthurian legends in existence at yeah. that point and I was like well I guess I'll read this I read that in a weekend and my mom was very concerned because I read yeah. it I well she didn't know anything about it all I, I was gonna say yeah she should have been but no it was more she was sleeping with your brother whole she sequence. was more concerned about the fact that I didn't put it down oh hey spoilers for Mists of Avalon if anybody out there hasn't read it that's <laughs> actually a whole sleeping with your half brother theme it's a hey. whole actually that that's True in Arthurian legend. Yes, but in some Arthurian legends, he's tricked into sleeping yes. with his half sister. In this one, it was a like, "Hey, half brother, let's get it out." Well, it was. It was. It was. It was to also a trick of it some sort. Also, yeah, but she yeah. knew who he was. She like, knew. Yeah. He before did not. he did not. He didn't. She did. Yeah. And that's, yeah. No. And that just makes when she's not the bad guy. That's yeah. like awkward. Well, she becomes the bad guy. Yeah, but she wasn't at that yeah. point. 
But anyway, anyway, that's that's, that's neither that's here nor there. But uh, we talk about myths of Avalon. Yeah, but we uh, but yeah, I read all of the. Well, I have to admit to our listeners and to to Lady Avacup that I did a crime. <gasps> you did a crime because it was a disc. So it was a Discworld a crime. Discworld crime. Yeah. So uh, because I loved those books so much and I could not find them anywhere else, I stole them. I stole those books. You stole them from that house where you from that house. Yes. I did a crime. You also stole books from a library. Which I know our library (gasps) listeners are going to be so mad about. She's a book crime person. She pretends to be all good and proper and a librarian and so good and so sweet. I'm a dirty Steals a, books. I'm a dirty book stealer. You're, you're a book thief. I am taking better care of them. That's not an excuse. And I love them. People who steal from museums think they're taking better I care know. of them. I know. I know I'm horrible. Hard. I was a teenager. <laughs> That's my excuse. You're, you're a teenage book crime. I am a teenage book crime stealer. It's true. I, never I feel stole from a library. It was all, all right. Other, to, all of my other misdeeds. Not that this is an excuse. From, from from an for so for this it's not a it's not a good excuse. But I it was my high school <laughs> library that I stole two books from. It's not a good excuse. I know, I know. But no one had checked them out in forever. Those books needed love, and I loved them. I was the only one who had been checking them you, out the whole know, four years I went to that school. I mean, understandable. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that teenaged Lady Avocat might not have done the same thing, but I was a criminal. And also, like, you could have just bought them. I couldn't, because I couldn't find them anywhere. I will buy you copies on Amazon. You can anonymously send those Should I anonymymously send them back? back. <laughs> you can never go back to that town. I'm never going to go back to that town anyway. <laughs> you stole the dead books. I, I don't, accidentally I don't, stole books once. I don't know, I've never... Stole Books, I didn't return them for a while, and I was too ashamed to return them at that point. Oh, no, you can totally just return them. No, my mother made me return them, and then yeah. I was trying to, like, remain anonymous and not pay the fines out of out of shame, out of, out of book shame, and she still made me go into the library and admit, what, admit the terrible crimes that I had committed and pay my fines. I volunteered in the library in libraries so, a lot. So they, so I feel know. like I made. I'm, I feel like I made up my my time so for the book every, crime. All the librarians secretly think a little less of you now because you. I books. I honestly would not put it past every single librarian in existence to have stolen a book <gasps> at some point. They have not. I have a feeling that they have. They have never. possibly for the same reason that I did. Because they wanted to take better care of hey, it. librarian listeners, and I know we have multiples of you. If not. Oh, no, yeah, just come <laughs> come at me. Come no, at me, no. librarian bros. Tell, tell, tell them that you've never stolen books. Or if you have stolen books, tell me you have stolen books and I'm wrong. Uh, but I'm, I I tend to think that you are, a, you are no, that, that you did a dirty book crime. All right, you fine. I'm a did, dirty book. I already said I was a dirty book, book stealer. I'm a book stealer. I'm a dirty stealer. There, you, you feel better? It. I do, actually, because you're always lauding your moral superiority over me. And you know what I've never, you know what institution I've never stolen from? A library. It was Just a saying. high school library. Still a library. It was one room. It's still a library, Emmett. And the librarian was mean. He still broke a sacred code. To not take the books. To leave when did them. I agree to that? When you became a librarian. 
that not take the books. I haven't stolen a book since I became a and librarian. To leave, those to, to leave them there for future generations because they they are more important than your personal tastes and and wants and and dirty needs. There were no dirty needs. It was your dirty needs for books? I just love those books. You can you can. And it also may have been that I just put them in my bag to read them, and then I friction, and then I didn't, and then I didn't return them. She stole them. I'm I'm feeling fairly that I did steal them. Yeah, no, you knew what you did. And then I didn't return them. (laughs) To this day. To this day, it's been because you loaned them to me. I did. And I read them, and they were very good. However, however. They're out of print. Well, those editions. No, those editions are. (laughs) It's the art on the cover that really pulled me in. It's their fault. It's those artist covers. Supporting the artist, see? Pushing the blame onto somebody else. The librarian of Unseen University would 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 have would be on my side. No, they would not. That orangutan would totally be there. They would not. They would throw a banana at your head. No, that orangutan would take books away from people and not let them have them. Yes, but also would not let them take them to their own homes for them to have. Le- they leave them in the library. He, he, took he lived in the library. That was his home. That, no, you're seeking, you're seeking, a, you're seeking a, a loophole that doesn't exist in, in Pratchett's works. <laughs> yeah, mm, miss. I have a feeling he would be fine with it. He would not. If I would, I was doing a good deed. No one else would appreciate those books. That was a selfish deed. I mean, it was. It was totally selfish. selfish I mean, it was totally selfish. You can tell yourself, I did that to save these books from never being read. But you, what you have done is denied another young person just like you the chance to ever. Those books had been in there for ten years, and no one else had ever read them. Doesn't mean somebody else wouldn't have found them. You found them. Yeah, because I was volunteering and cleaning and up someone, the library. And someone else would have found them just the same way. Oh, no, and you stole that yeah. opportunity from them. Shucks. I'd like to feel bad about it, but I don't. You, you know, I'm trying to. I'm trying I know. Really hard to make you feel bad. I know, and I'm, I'm, I'm but sorry, really, but normally, normally it's I so would. It's rare that I have the moral upper, upper hand, and right now I super do. You didn't only steal books from a library. You stole them from future readers. People just like you who needed those books at the same time period that you needed those books. The same way they spoke to you. They could have spoken oh, to Oh, they had Twilight. Reader. Oh, you say that dismissively as if that's... <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, because Twilight's an awful. And, <laughs> so, like, like, yeah. No. You you stole an opportunity. To you All right, fine. I've, I've already robbed, said I've, I've already robbed people of what they have on them right that minute. But I've, I've never robbed anybody of their future, Emmett. Fine. I don't. <laughs> that was, that, I like being. I like being the moral one. This Do is, you? Is this what you feel like all the time when you judge me? Because yes. this is great. Yeah. Well, no. Okay. Usually, I actually. You know what? I have never done anything as bad as what you did. What? Yeah. I find that hard to believe. Uh-uh. Like I said, I've never stolen anybody's future. I think that's a little bit uh, exaggeratory. You, you, no, those books meant a lot. Well, then, then saying that would have to, you would have to admit. Also, that do you like the fact that I used a word that doesn't exist because I was trying to be you? Because you words, murder the enti- the English all language my, all the time, so you I'm know. I'm like Shakespeare. When a word doesn't exist for what I need, I invent it. 
I cram it in there and I smack the English language until it so accepts you, my language. So it's abuse. Yeah. I'm abusive towards the English language. I will fully admit that. The English language knows what it did. It stole all those other words from other la- other countries like it's better than them. It's not. Ooh, look at all my adjectives. Nobody cares English. <laughs> at least I distracted her. From, <laughs> <laughs> from my moral indignation. Yes. Oh, no, I'll remember it in 45 minutes okay. like later. Okay. You know, because that's how ADD works. <laughs> I'll come back around to it. Don't worry. And on that note, I'm going to play some music so she can yell at me some more. As I look out of my chambers, let this time be myself done. Let this business be my crown and these boxes be my throne. Let me look on with no eyes. Let the rats here be my snippers. There is always fear of poison Let my room be praised And my name remembered for benevolence Always in history Oh, how I wish that I was the king of man They die with no regard, man Let me jump out me as they touch my ashen skin And they wash my face Wash my balls and have no shame and see it all They fight my toe off as they run off with the prize Oh Lord, King is dead, who shall we look to his dead? Oh Lord, King is dead, what an awful day Oh Lord, King is dead, who shall we look to his dead? Oh Lord, King is dead, what an awful day Wish I could have been more than a random fool to fight for my hammer Oh, I could have been the only king of men of all my Shame it. 
made me right hand in Or smart, more converted, or maybe, maybe If my skin didn't fall in the changing seasons Yes, yes, I could have been king If I knew the ways to make ladies smooth And I say those magical words, I love you but maybe in a special place, at a special time, I could still be King Yes.
sing a Bowie song. Oh, you are awful, but I like you. Me? 
Radio. That was Walter Sickert in the Army of Broken Toys with the Four Horsemen. Before that, we had Nirvana with the Man Who Sold the World. And starting off our set was Reverend Glass Eye with King of Men. I have an announcement. Oh. Hi, I'm Emmett Davenport, and I'm a dir- dirty stealer. <laughs> uh huh. That's it. Oh. Does it? That was all. That was anticlimactic. I know. I expected more like teeth gnashing and rending of clothes. Nope. I have too many layers on. I have 18 layers. That's. I don't There's know. I also, like, also, this. I feel these like clothes were be, expensive. I felt like I that would be more, you know, cathartic. Do you, do you feel better? No. Yeah, see. See? I'm going to call your school library. I'm going to find it. Really? No. That would involve research and calling someone i can't talk on the phone to a stranger also 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 the librarian librarians both the librarians who worked there when i have when i was a student there have passed oh so did you murder them no they're just old they were just real old they were real old when i was there oh i was almost impressed with you never mind i didn't murder anyone i mean my only crime is i stole books it's not your only crime it's the only one you'll admit to on this show, that I've got you on tape. That's my only crime! I'm mm. a very, very moral person, except when I was a teenager and I was troubled and stole books. <laughs> stole books from libraries. From one library. From a small town library. From a, a small, small town high school library. School, it makes it worse. They Does it? Money. Yes, because they don't have the money to replace it. If you had stolen it from a big yeah. chain bookstore, that's just. That's not even theft. That's just you know. That a does Tuesday it make you? Night. Does it make it feel better that there were no bookstores in the town that I lived in? No. How were there no bookstores where you lived? There were no bookstores. I am not kidding. There that's, no. There were no bookstores. There was no book bookstores at all, and I'm not kidding. Did you have to walk two miles in the snow to school uphill? No, but I did have to walk 20 minutes to school in the snow. I had to walk. I don't have any sympathy for that. I had to walk 45 minutes in the sun. I lived in the swamp, and I'm a ginger. I did have to walk past a moose. I've never had to walk past a moose. I have walked past several snakes and an alligator. It was a a moose in the middle of the road, which we have talked about before on this show. But yes. The alligators were in the canal. They were fine. I didn't, yeah. have, to, I didn't, have, to, I didn't have to mess with them. No. And there was only twice that the snakes were in my path. And then I just walked around them. Because most snakes don't want to mess with you. Yeah. Pro tip. Pro swamp tip. If you see a snake, just walk around it. Don't go near it. Don't touch it. Don't poke it. Don't try to chop its head off. Just walk around. Just go away from just it. Just walk away from it. That snake doesn't want to mess with you any more than you want to mess with it. The same could be said for moose. Well, no, moose will come after you. Well, no, just don't make eye contact with the moose. <laughs> yeah, no, moose will come after you. Moose are actually more dangerous yes. than snake than, yeah. than venomous yeah. snakes. But just but walk away. The only snakes, don't make eye contact with the moose and just walk away. Yeah, the only snakes that'll try to mess you up are water moccasins. Well, they're jerks. They'll come for you. But they will. Everybody else will just kind of hang out. Because I did get chased by a water I moccasin. I got chased once. by a water moccasin too, and it could swim faster than Heartbone could go. It was trying to steal my books back. <laughs> it was probably it was probably a librarian. No, it was it like was, it was it a shape shifting librarian. It wasn't because it, it, like, it was bring back your books. It was actually before it was before it the was book stealing. Professor McGonagall was coming for you. Animagus. Yeah, it was an animagus. <laughs> I don't know how to say that word. Animagus. Yes, no, but that's okay. that's Harry Potter. We're talking about no. Discworld. Yes, Discworld. So, who is your favorite character? Ooh, 
Who's your favorite character? You go first. Granny Weatherwax. Okay. Mm. She's my spirit animal. Shit. No, she'd be your Patronus. Well, yes. I guess she'd be my Patronus. No, because that's, that's Harry Potter. Uh, she would be... Well, because... No, A, she's... I a want person. her to be my granny. There you go. Yes. I was going to say, A, she's a person. B, that's Native American culture. Yeah, so no, no, it's not. The no, same it's thing. not. No. Uh, she could be your... She could be your fairy godmother. Or your... She wouldn't want to do that. Witchy godmother. She could be the, the... The witch that would train me. She's your furry. She's the train me up. No, she would not be a furry. <laughs> Granny Weatherwax was a furry. She was not. She did. She... She borrowed. The mind of... 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 Of bees... Or wasp. I don't think. think there are. I don't think there are any furries that dress up like wasps or bees. There are. There are there, and I don't want to know. Please don't tell me. Of course there are. Come on. I want to know. Is there a whale one? Because I still want to be a whale. And you, there you go. Your your fursona is a whale. (laughs) (laughs) Is it a narwhal? Or like one of the bigger whales? It would be the right. It would be the right. A right whale. A beluga. It's a right whale. No, I'm. You're not right. right. No. (laughs) All right, a beluga. Fine. But the belugas are racist. Are they? No, I'm. (laughs) Dolphins. Dolphins Dolphins are racist. Yeah, but belugas. Belugas racist. Belugas are are closer to dolphins. Yeah. Oh, they're porpoises. Yeah. Like they're like killer whales. They're not really whales. Yeah. Oh yeah, then they're probably racist. Yeah. Oh man, anyway, I knew something that cute couldn't be non evil. Yeah. No, so, actually I do really love narwhals. Narwhals are Which favorite. is why why I believe I was narwhal girl. Oh yeah. When I was a superhero. You were I think I was or grizzly. A mutant. I was grizzly gal. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it was a callback. <laughs> oh a callback. We don't do those very often. No, because we, we never remember things. We don't remember the nonsense which we spout. Come on. No. Um, but yes, who was your favorite? Character. Hey, yeah, uh, I really like Susan, Death's yeah, granddaughter. Yeah, because Susan is pretty great, and but I also really liked the Tiffany Aching or Aching, yeah, yeah Aching character uh, books. I they were uh, Terry Pratt. They yeah. were kind of like uh, in the witch series, but they were written for younger mm-hmm. audiences, and I actually really really liked those. But. The, but the character, not the book. Well, like, I mean, what, I liked, you, I liked like Tiffany Aching as yeah, the she character? Was, she was the witch that wore boots because, you know, there were sensible shoes and she was born on clay. Well, they were all... Yeah. All I of, mean, I mean, all, all of the witches, witches are pretty sensible. Yeah, That's one that of the was, things that I... It was a big that part I, of the book that she wore, she wore boots. Yeah. And that was, you know, part of the whole character. Yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed those. Um, I don't know. It's a tough question. Like, oh, well, I threw you me. off because I was like, Granny Weatherwax right now. Bang. I mean, Granny Weatherwax. And, and also, she's is, the one that I've, I have great. felt, yeah. no, I have a, felt a, I felt attached to her from the get-go. A, a deep emotional yes. bond. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. No. No, it doesn't. Okay. Well, and I several have, people have tried to, to, to push Nanny Og on me. No, and you I'm are like, not a Nanny Og. No, no, no. Uh-uh. No, I may not be as tall and skinny as as uh as Granny Weatherwax is described, but she is she Maybe is August definitely to, my uh, bohemian for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She likes. I yeah. have opinions. I have opinions you, you that fit with Granny Weatherwax pretty well. Yeah, yeah. And no shade. That's no, I mean. no. I love Granny Weatherwax, but yeah, no, you're definitely more Granny Weatherwax. Yes, than I do Maybe also August. like Agnes. Agnes was also yes. good. 
Agnes Knit and her and her uh her best uh her best enemy. Her frenemy. Her frenemy inside her head. Uh Perdita. I even like Mar Margaret. Yeah. No, Magret. I liked Magret or as Magret. I liked Magret when she becomes the queen. I liked her in the witches' books too. No, she was a little she was kind of like, She was a little soppy. Yeah, she was soppy and she was wishy washy, yeah. but she was never presented as uh, No, I liked her better when she became a mom and then suddenly she understood well, because she and then moved, she, she had changed. Yeah, well and then she understood the n nanny's jokes. Mm -hmm. Well, because she had yeah. moved into the mom, mom like, territory. It's yeah. the maiden mother and yeah. she was the maiden form. But I did like that even though she was this kind of like she was the new agey witch. Right. right. Uh, but she was never presented and even though she was presented as kind of soppy and kind of, you know, uh goofy, she was never presented as unpowerful. She oh, was, no. she still had the magic and she still was you know, she, yeah. she shouldn't be messed around with. Well, yeah. Well, and that's actually one of the things that I always liked about the Terry Pratchett books and the, uh, and the magic that was in it. And the witch, though, the difference between the witches and the wizards and like the wizards were, you know, were, scholarly. Off, were scholarly and they actually tended not to do, I mean, I, well, both of them, wizards and witches in the Discworld don't actively do a lot of magic because doing too much magic for humanity causes too many problems and that you right. as a human need to solve your own problems and that they, that was a lot of, of, of what the message, the underlying message that was there for a lot of it was the fact that like, no, we could, we could do all of the things to fix the world, but then you would, you, where do we stop? Right. right because right. then we would always have to use magic to fix the world. And that's not what, right. that's not what magic's for. And that's one of the things that I really, really appreciated yeah, about and the, it. And the wizards were the academic, yeah, scholarly, and they were the ones figuring out. Yeah. Whereas the witches were like kind of the person that lived in the village. Yeah. Would do stuff for people who were, uh, local. Yeah, and I liked I liked Granny Weatherwax's way of like cursing people, where instead of actively cursing cursing somebody to think they were a, to turn them into a frog, she would just make them think they were a frog. Yeah. It was kind of like yes. a, a stage magician <laughs> yes. or a hypnotist. Yeah. yeah, where it was like, what's what's more of a, you know, what's a, what's a worse punishment? Yeah. Like, do you, just being a frog? No, because she had been a frog before. Being a frog is fine. But making you think that you're a frog. Yeah, that's going to cause you some issues in your so, personal yeah. life. <laughs> and that's where I was like, oh no, she's my... She's my friend. I also like the, uh, are you a witch because you have a pointy hat, or are you, do you wear a pointy hat because you're a witch? Yeah. Like the whole, you know. Well, and that they have a uniform. What's function and what's form. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And part of it. Yeah. No, there's just so I, much. There's a lot to like. What we should do is we should think about what our favorite Discworld book is. Okay. Because I don't know if I have a favorite character. Because I think okay. it depends on what book I'm reading. Okay. But. Okay. We'll think about our favorite book. We'll play some music. We'll take okay. a couple of breaks, and then we'll come back with our favorite book. Okay. That sounds good. Eyelash. Eyelash. We 
over from a baby carriage And he was born with the same blue eyes Crystal ships dripping with ice Diamonds coruscating the night Fireworks, electric bright And now he's got his own two sons Tries to hide his tears in the world of fun But loveless bedrooms filled with doom Bring silent heartache July to June Sky Song. And starting off our set was Fever Way with Now's the Only Time I Know. Stand real 
Radio like this doesn't come easy, but it does come cheap, and you can help pay for it. Simply head over to madwaspradio.com and click on their donate button to help keep shows like ours on the British airwaves. Or if you like this clockwork of cabarets, this crazy thing we do, you can donate to us directly by going to agnealtstudios.com and donating one of multiple ways. In fact, we'll even take unmarked bills slipped discreetly under the nearest lavatory door. Bouncing in a bubble, bouncing down the street, locked inside his bubble, howling, breaking free. Bouncing on the bubbles, bouncing, bouncing by, bouncing off each other with a lonely bubble cry. Bounce, 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 bounce. Bouncing broken bubbles, blinded by the strain Bound to make a living in a solitary way Bouncing in the bubbles, bouncing out the blues Bopping off each other with their lonely bubble shoes Bounce, bounce, ouch, ouch Why do you stay locked away? Inside your bubble each day Open your mouth, blow your words out 
away, loaning to the pillows all day. Bounce them in the sky, feeling sad, high. Bounce back down, hot cry, bounce, bounce. Ouch, ouch. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down. When you're strange, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange, no one remembers your name. When you're strange, when you're strange. When you're strange People are strange When you're a stranger Faces look ugly When you're alone Women seem wicked When you're unwanted Streets are uneven When you're down strange before that we had ingrid lucia with bouncing in a bubble and starting off our set was alice francis with scanned man i don't know why i said it like that and then Emmett corrected my pronunciation earlier for sky song she <laughs> said it should have been olga polish lasagna <laughs> and i apologize for my mispronunciation of your beautiful hard to pronounce name i cannot throw shade i was joking did not think you were gonna Polish embarrass me. Because <laughs> I was joking. You thought I wouldn't embarrass you? It's I don't been, know. I don't I've know. I've been on this show a while now. I know. I feel like you should know better. I should have. You really I, should. I have. should have. And uh, so for okay, our, so favorite yeah. Terry Pratchett book. Oh, that's easy. 
Okay. You, you want me to go? Yeah. Okay. Go. Okay. So I'm my gonna... favorite, it's 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 not going to be a surprise to anyone, really. <laughs> but my favorite is Carpe Jugulum. It is a good one. Yes, and and if you are not familiar with it, I will give you a brief rundown of it. It's it's the birth of the daughter of the king and the queen of Lancra. They're having a birth. Uh, the king wants to wants to drag the kingdom of Lankra into the year of the fruit bat, which is essentially like <laughs> like, you like, like you know like dragging a country into the twenty first century kind of thing, modernize it and all that stuff. And as a as a way of doing that, he ends up making a huge faux pas, and invites vampires by accident. And whoops a doodle. Yep, whoops a doodle. Such a thing, and uh, and then and then the witches have to deal with the consequences, and it's pretty darn funny. The vampires are the greatest. Also, they are the best versions of vampires <laughs> because they are, they are. It's a family of vampires, so they are born into it. Well, the the mother isn't. The mother was was a was bitten, but the but the father and the children are are born have were born into being vampires, mm-hmm. and uh. And the father has some very staunch ideas about uh about basically trying to uh forego the natural selection and evolution of 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 vampires and essentially like get over all of the curses and and the stigma and folklore of 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 being a vampire uh for the betterment of of mm-hmm. what he thinks is for everyone. And no, he's terrible. They're terrible. It's great. I look like I, I like that the teenage vampires rebelling by yes, trying to be normal humans. By going around being named Charlotte <laughs> and wearing pink cashmere and, and pretending to be accountants. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. Instead of like instead of being named oh, I think the main the daughter is Lacrimosa. I was gonna say like Lacrimosa. Yeah. And then there's like Christopher, Chris, <laughs> and you know, yeah. And uh, I also really, really like the. There's a priest character that that spends most of the time being uh, being given the evil eye by all of the witches because mm-hmm. he is from a from a uh, a sect that w- has been known to burn witches, right. and and he is. He is a very scholarly priest that has spent his whole time trying interpreting the book the the book of of his religion, and he actually at one point has to admit that you know in the translation it could be witches or it could be cockroaches. So you know <laughs> it just depends. It's throwing a little shade on. And the, during the one King of James yes, and during of the Bible. you know. And during one of the schisms of his of his religion, that hey, you, know, you know, that was one of the reasons. Up. Yeah. So, so yeah, I love all of it. It's my favorite. There's some very, there's some very deep and profound opinions mm-hmm. about a lot of things in it that I felt very strongly when reading it. And I generally read that book again every like, like at least once a year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it always I, makes me happy. And my sister gave it to me with a very nice quote written in, in it that says, For my sister Emmett, who always goes for the throat. <laughs> and I went... You're like, oh, hmm. I feel 
targeted and seen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's very oh, nice. So that's nice. So I've kept that yeah. copy. Yeah. That's, yeah. Close. I can see that. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. And uh, I I had a tough time picking like picking yeah. anything. Uh, so this is kind of brain up here. It, I I like I love we free men because I love the idea of pixies. P i c t. Picked seas like angry tiny Scottish pixies. Yes, that seems like something up your alley. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Uh, and I also yeah, you know it's a Tiffany Aiken book, which I already said I like. I also like you know I like all the witches book, which is a bronze mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Yada yada yada. But my favorite is probably uh, Hogfather. Oh. I really like Hogfather. It hits me in all the right places. It's, you know, it's the ridiculousness of death being the, the disc world stand-in for Santa Claus. Yeah. There's there's some, like, dirty paganism, like some yeah. grungy, gross, bloody, you know, paganism, which I'm always all about. Yeah. Uh, there's... Uh, it's a it's a holiday story which I always enjoy. There's the the night watch makes an appearance, which uh-huh. is always fun. Nobby Knobs is one of my faves. <laughs> oh, Nobby Knobs, uh, and if you've ever seen the TV ver- or the little mini series version, one of the best Nobby Knobs ever committed to. Oh yeah, Lord. it's so good. Yeah, it is. It's very good. Really good. He nails it. Um, so there's the ridiculousness of the whole premise. Susan makes it's it's a very Susan heavy book. Yeah, and then there's like the whole idea that you have to convince train humanity to accept small lies so that they can accept big lies like justice and fairness and, mm-hmm. you know and decency yeah like, and uh, you know it's I, I i just i i i watch the miniseries or read the book every every holiday yes, season that is true that is and, a tradition yeah and it's it always always it always delights it's and it's my favorite i like it i like it a lot cool there you go yeah Oh, yeah. we, were uns- we were earnest in that past yes. segment. Also, I do have to say that there is a character that I that I didn't even mention, and and it is actually probably the my second favorite past uh, Granny we- Weatherwax, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention them. The luggage. <gasps> the luggage. The is luggage great. is my favorite. Second favorite. The luggage Granny is Weatherwax. really good, and, and the and the luggage is a basically <laughs> a mon. It's it's basically it's like, if if the um, what is it? It's a it's almost like a D and D monster. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, mimic. yeah. Like, it's know. it's essentially a magical wood that was carved into a traveling trunk, and uh, and then feet come from it because it's traveling. Yes. And so it's supposed and and it somehow it's sentient it's sentient pear wood, I believe is the name mm-hmm. of the wood. And that and that because it has been carved into luggage it has feet and it travels around. It's also a giant luggage of holding. Yeah. So uh anything you put into it, there's always room. And mm-hmm. so there's a never ending supply of space <laughs> in it. And things and at the, at some at some point in some of the stories, I think the luggage actually eats people. Yeah, no, people yeah. have definitely been eaten been by eaten the luggage. The and luggage disa- and yeah, and disappears and uh, sometimes disappeared. Yeah, I don't know what happens. No, to sometimes they, they come the back. Luggage. Sometimes yeah. they come back. They get spit out somewhere, and then sometimes yeah, you, they, don't. They, they don't, and you don't know necessarily what has happened to them. Uh, and yeah, no, I. I have to say that yeah, a second favorite character 
Um, and, and it's such a little weird, like, side character. Like, he, like, there's no stories specifically about the luggage. At first, he appears to follow, uh, he comes with two flowers, yeah. the tourist. Right. And then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and then, and then he ends up, uh, two flowers gives the luggage to Rincewind and then, right. and then follows Rincewind around for it's several, all, for several books. Follows Rincewind. I, yeah, I don't know if the luggage has a gender. I think it's always just referred to kind of as it. Yeah. Though he, though I think at one point the luggage kit has baby luggage, but I'm not positive. <laughs> I could be imagining that. That could have been a weird dream sequence that happened. <laughs> that you had. Then the luggage yeah, or in the in the epi- there's a part where he ends up where Rinswind ends up on the Discworld's equivalent of Australia for X. Because it's X's, and there's four of them. There's four of them. And because it's, like, the land beyond (laughs) that they have never been to. It's all the weird things. Yeah, and and I... Sorry, Australia, you know you got some weird animals. And I believe there there was some weird section where where, uh, the luggage meets more trees that are made from something similar or something like that. But it's been a long time since I've read that one. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's definitely my second favorite. Yes, and if, yeah, if you have it, if you're looking for a good place to start with a Terry Pratchett novel, the color of magic is wonderful. It features the luggage, it features two flower and rinsewind. Yes, the book that I usually recommend for people who, as, your intro. as my intro, uh, is actually uh, Reaper Man. Oh, Reaper Man is, is usually really good, yeah. is usually the one that that I feel like. A good intro. I feel like it's a good intro. And if you want to introduce somebody who's younger, yes, definitely the Tiffany Aiken yes. books. They yeah, they are great. They are, especially for younger uh, and female readers. Yeah, it's a, a little girl, or yeah, she's like twelve or so. Yeah, is the main character, and she's a natural witch. Yeah, also the whole. Oh, also Eric is also good because that's about a little kid. Oh yeah, yeah. Who is? It's kind of a Faust. I believe it's a Faustian deal. <laughs> But with a little kid, if I remember, it's been a long time since I've read that one. But that one, but no, I remember yeah. that one being good. I think or, I think or. it ends up Rincewind shows. I think Rincewind gets suckered into it. He might. I think Rincewind that's how is it works. The, I this remember. world's worst wizard. The yes. worst wizard in the world with two Z's mm-hmm. on his on big his hat. hat, and he had to put it on his hat. All the other wizards in Discworld do not have the word wizard on their hats. Rinswind has to, because he has to convince people. Yes. Well, also, he didn't graduate. No, he's not very good. I think they make <laughs> him... terrible. I think they end up making... Well, and part of it is that the whole story thing is that Rincewind accidentally opened a... a one of the big, giant, bad books of oh, magic, and right. he's got a... He's got a spell in his, in his head, head that's, that's like the one of the ultimate big bad spells, and, it and that all the other magic. Out. Yeah, it scares all of the other magic spells away. Yeah, or it devours it or something with its power, and so he can't. The only spell he rem- he has in his head is that one, and and he can't, and, use, it. And he can't use it, and uh, and so he's kind of stuck, not being able to be. So he's like the oldest first form. Yeah. He's like a permanent apprentice. He's basically like a permanent, you know, uh, uh, freshman in college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they finally give I him an honorary degree or something. Him, yeah, yeah, and get him out of there. They're like, just go, please. <laughs> just leave, please. Get out of here. You're causing yeah. trouble. You look bad. You make, make us look bad. Yeah, but 
No, Discworld is very, like, yeah. But actually, I mean, you can pick up Hogfather's. Yeah. Hogfather's pretty oh, yeah. uh, accessible. Going Postal is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of them that I feel like, uh, but I I personally like the Reaper Man as a good beginner book or not beginner book but like starter book because, uh, it's one of the more, early, uh humanizing death mm-hmm. books mm-hmm. and oh, it's yeah. kind of and it's kind of uh, it's kind of, uh, to- like all encompassing in one mm-hmm. like you don't need to have read any of right. the other books you and the other. you don't have to and it's backstory from the other and books. if you and if you like a fish out of water story i think it's perfect because it's it's basically like death takes a holiday kind of thing and he's basically trying to be human oh, yeah. and it's it's pretty fun and, it, and it's got world. like and it's got some like John Henry tall tale increments to it yeah. and there's like and there's like a whole thing about trying to forget uh being being this this anthropomorphic personification and it's and it's pretty and, I, and the disc world death is pretty great. Yes, yeah. And that's actually the first introduction of the death of the rats. <gasps> the death of so the rats. it's basically because he is retired he is basically said i don't want to do this anymore and and then the universe tries to fulfill his role yes. by creating individual death de- li- a bunch of little deaths everywhere and if you're wondering why the disc if you've ever watched the hog yeah. for christmas if you're wondering why there's a little mouse scream right that's yeah that's, that's why. the death of rats <laughs> the death of rats and it makes me laugh i love the death of rats yeah oh all right we should play some more music yes and then we'll wrap up the show. I was always good at science. I was always good at math. With greasy hands and a set of plans, I could manifest any path. I fit all the parts in harmony. My tools, my brain, and me. But machines don't feel I can't engineer my heart so logically. I can make it wind, I can make it shiver, I can make it grind, I can make it quiver, I can make it mechanic and make it do. The one thing I couldn't make work is you. He was always on my side, he was always very sweet, but I got the call and I had to run, suddenly frozen feet. In my new boy but he'd never measure up to you in letter after letter the promises would flow pie crust breaks easy too i can make it wind i can make it shiver i can make it grind i can make it quiver i can make it mechanic and make it do the one thing i couldn't make work is you Got me in a state. I've sent him lots of tickets. I've sent him loads of pleas. Enclosed with a kiss, you chicken shit. Get on that train to me. We can make it wind, we can make it shiver, we can make it grind. 
difficult it is to have a human heart. Can't a boy love a lab coat and the girl inside? And I'll build no more till he's on his way, or I know. We can make it grind, we can make it quiver, we can make it last and make it do. No, there's nothing I can't make work with you. No, there's nothing I can't make work with you. No, there's nothing I can't make work with you. Joan was quizzical, studied metaphysical science.
the Beatles with Maxwell Silverhammer. Before that, we had Nathaniel Johnstone with Girl in a Lab Coat. And that brings us to the end of our show. Aww. Aww. Okay. If you like this thing we do, this Glockarga Cabaret, <gasps> it is not written by Terry Pratchett. It is done by us, Lady Anna Cabanera Davenport. And you can help support it. They can? They can! How? Why, they just simply need to go to agnionstudios.com and there they'll find a variety of ways. They can support us financially, either via Patreon or, or PayPal or Coffee. There are links to all those places. They can follow us on social media like Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Or they can rate and review us on, on certain podcasting programs like Apple Podcasts oh. or... Stitcher or Spotify. We are all those places. And their reviews help keep us in the charts. And if they want to do something even more, they can recommend us to a friend or email us at clockworkcabaret at gmail.com. And uh, so that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Uh, we, If you've never read Terry Pratchett, we hope you've, we've, in, we've inspired you to give him a try. Yeah. And if you have, I, we hope we haven't uh, ruined it. Ah. No, I'm just kidding. Can't ruin Terry Pratchett. No. No, he would appreciate it, uh, I think. Definitely check out the new miniseries, which we covered last week. It's very yes. good. Check out his books. They're very good. Yeah, and check also, out the other miniseries. Yeah, also, they, uh, a, um, there you can find Color of Magic and Hogfather as live uh, live action uh, movies. And if you can find them, there are there is soul music. And uh, I believe the Weird Sisters are animated. Yes, they so, have. They, those were up on. Uh, they were up on one of the streaming services yeah. for a hot minute, and also, yeah, um, yeah the color, color of magic was uh, star, starring Sean Astin. Yeah, Sean Astin and Tim Curry was in it too. I think yeah, Tim Curry was in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But and oh, and going postal. Oh, going as well, postal. That's right. Which is which is really good. Again, was that done as like a two part yeah. miniseries? Yeah, they, they they were all really good. Yeah. All the live action ones, that at least we've seen. The animated ones. They're a little. Eh, they're a little rough. They're a little rough. The story is good. The voice acting is good. The animation does. Yeah. So, so all right. So what are we ending with? Uh, we are ending this week with a song that you picked that oh, I, I did, did not realize had a connection to Terry Bradgett. Uh They might be giants with Particle Man. And uh, this has been the Clockwork Cabaret. She is Lady Addercup. And she is Emma Davenport. And remember, it is not work we do. It's, it's love. love. Particle man, particle man, doing the things a particle can. What's he like? It's not important. Particle man, is he a dot or is he a speck? When he's underwater, does he get wet? Or does the water get him instead? Nobody knows. Particle man. Triangle man. of the entire universe man usually kind to smaller man universe man he's got a watch with a minute hand millennium hand energy on hand and when they meet it's a happy land powerful man universe man person man person man hit on the head with a frying pan lives his life in a garbage can person man is he depressed or is he a man 
Does he feel totally worthless? Who came up with person man? Degraded man, person man. Triangle man, triangle man. Triangle man hates person man. They have a fight. This is Mad Wasp Radio, home of the hits.